Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. The labor of the foolish wearieth every one of them, because he knoweth not how to go to the city. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 15. The word translated into city in this verse, in the original text, was the word ar 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 This word was used for any guarded place, like a city, a courtyard, or even for the one in charge who resided within that guarded place, such as the king. Since the next two verses after it deal with identifying the kind of king that you can trust, then the king is most likely what was really meant here by Iyar in this verse. Therefore, would the passage have read, The labor of the foolish wearieth every one of them, because he knoweth not how to go to the king. Having that basis of understanding, it makes the passage plain and simple that unless we humble ourselves in prayer and supplication, enter into the courts of heaven, of which Jesus gave all to give us access, and seek the counsel of the king, then we are wasting our laboring. Our own wisdom will fail us. Our own plotting will avail to nothing. Our own labor will be in vain and weary those who are under our command. We will waste energy, time, resources, and lives trusting in the wisdom of man and the manipulation of demons who convinced us that it was our plan when in most, if not all cases, it was theirs from the beginning. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 tells us this, See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise men, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is is. Therefore, instead of leaning on your own understanding and what you think is happening and what you think is the best way to handle it and begin steering men in the wrong direction or cause them even to stand against what God himself is doing, take time to seek the king who knows the end from the beginning and can rightly guide you around all of the snares of the enemy and march you straight forward into destiny. No wasted time going in circles in the wilderness. No laboring in vain trying to achieve spiritual things with physical means. No leading others into weariness following a leader that has not sought an audience with omnipotence. No limiting your results 
by trusting in your own logic or strength to achieve what is needed. Instead, understand that the resources of heaven are given into your hands when you humble yourself enough to determine that you need them and come to the king and ask for them. We're told in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Jesus paid a high price to give us this ability. Don't take it for granted. Don't walk in the pride that assumes that you don't daily need it. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. If you truly believe that He can do it, then you will ask Him to. But if you have more faith in you, then you'll go about laboring and causing others to weary themselves following after your vain imaginations. My friend, there is nothing that is too hard for our King. And because of what Jesus did, there is nothing that is beyond our asking. Therefore, nothing is impossible for those who believe. So today, determine to enter into his gates with thanksgiving in your heart and into his courts or his ear R A R <laughs> with praise. So that your labors not be foolish and weary you in vain. Let your petitions be made with faith and expectation. Then bend the knee and wait patiently for instruction from the king, from the king who lives and breathes and offers his great wisdom to the lowliest of humans like you and me who dare to believe him, to revere him, to draw near unto him and to hear him. For this is most pleasing to him, and he counts it as wisdom. For as we read in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 13, Behold, it is not of the Lord of hosts that the people shall labor in the very fire, and the people shall weary themselves for vanity. My friend, if you are exhausted beyond your ability, then it's probably because you've been running from him, not with him. Because when you yoke up with the king of kings, he carries the weight. His yoke is easy and his burden is light because he carries the load as you walk by his side. In Psalms chapter 127, verse 1, we read this, that except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that do the building. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman watcheth in vain. It is true, my friend, that without him we can do nothing. And I like the wording of that passage. 
because that it does not say that we cannot do anything. We can do a lot of things, but it will all amount to nothing. It will weary us in vain. And worse than that, it will lead men away from obedience to the king. It will discourage them. This is a serious thing. Don't move in such vanity. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says that without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of them that do a lot of things. No, it's not what it says, that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Again, I bring you back to our opening passage in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 15. The labor of the foolish wearieth everyone, because he knoweth not how to go to the inner court where the king is. In Second Chronicles chapter 28, verse 23, we read this of one of Israel's most wicked kings, for he sacrificed unto the gods of Damascus, which smote him. And he said, because the gods of the kings of Syria helped them, therefore will I sacrifice to them that they may help me. But they were the ruin of him and of all Israel. My friend, this battle is serious. The devil is quite deceptive. He paints a very pretty picture of lies and trickery. He is a master manipulator, a magician, an illusionist. He will let you see the wicked prosper, but he won't let you see their torment. The way he twists, betrays, turns on, and abandons them. The way he entraps them for putting their faith in him. God, on the other hand, is faithful to the end. And though we may see the difficulties that the righteous face, we have to believe by faith that they will rise victoriously in the end. I assure you that when you test God on this and endure long enough to see it manifest, it gives you faith for bigger trials to come. So does God test and equip us for our placement in his eternal kingdom. But those who put their faith in what seems easy in the moment will see it fail them time and time again. Just like King Ahaz in that passage. I assure you that God's word is true. It is a sure and firm and safe place to put your faith. But it does take faith. The devil will show you illusions. And you will want to trust what you see. But believe me, it's all trickery. This is what happened to King Ahaz in that passage. He had the word of God. He had true wisdom and instruction. He had the answers to all of their problems. But instead of trusting what God had spoken, he looked to what others had done or were doing and believed the illusion and it ruined him. So I implore you, do not follow the crowds. Don't follow the trends. Don't follow the wicked. Don't follow the lies, boasts, self-promotion, promises of self-pleasing ease and deception. 
or you'll end up following the wolves in sheep's clothing to your own destruction. Follow the word of God and the leading of his spirit that will always turn your eyes away from the world and its kingdoms of illusion back to Jesus, the truth, the way, and the life. There is no salvation, no way to be saved from anything except by him. So as the old church hymn so wisely says, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full on his wonderful face. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, my friend. That word carnal means physical. But rather being spiritual, they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds because we fight not against flesh and blood but against powers and principalities and rulers in dark places ahaz forgot that and put his faith in what he could see but it was an illusion meant to deceive yet ahaz's son hezekiah would later put his faith in the words of a God that he could not see and watch it deliver him entirely. Hezekiah committed to simply pray and worship and minister to the Lord, and God himself stepped in and defeated the enemies that his father had put his faith in foolishly. It is wisdom to trust more in the God of all creation than in creation and the creations of that fallen creation. Ahaz saw something that he thought worked for another congregation, but he didn't see the damnation that it was bringing upon those souls. He put his faith in it, and it became his ruination and that of those who followed after him. Oh, but for the faithful few, even out of his own fold, who said, no, I'm going to put my faith in the word of God. I'm going to turn men's hearts back to the truth. I'm going to walk away from the idols of the land. God, I'm going to cry out and minister to you. To them did God pour out great miraculous miracles that stir faith through the ages unto this very generation. Oh, Lord, you did it before and you can do it again. Let us walk away from the foolish labors of men and of demons that do nothing but weary the saints and cause them to misplace their faith. Let us fix our eyes back on you, the prize, the only one who can save. Cry out, believe, and wait for the salvation of our great mighty warrior God, and King. Lord, we pray today for wisdom and for humility to walk in it. For you have given your instruction, but so often it's taken for granted while men run around frantic, full of vain imaginations, loving that men will follow them, trying to build their own way of escape 
from the judgment that's coming. When you said just enter in, there is help for the time of trouble. So today, Lord, we ask for your grace. We ask for your forgiveness. We ask for your mercy. And we put aside weariness. It is not a grievous thing to come into the presence of my king, but oh, how I weary in the running. When we try to do our own thing, when we run from you and your instruction, we have to carry the weight of our own plots, plans, and ambitions. But when we yoke up with you, when we are in partnership, when we are in covenant, you as the stronger vessel bear the brunt of it. And the burden becomes light as we walk by your side. Help us to understand this. Help us to grab hold of it. Help us to make time, if we truly believe it, to find some place quiet, to get shut in, to come to that inner court and get on our knees before the king and ask you to do impossible things. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.